Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. Well, 1952 was a, a great year. The, the king died in February and Her Royal Highness Princess Elizabeth became uh, Queen Elizabeth of Great Britain and Northern Ireland of the United Kingdom. Her coronation wasn't actually till the following year because of a period of mourning, but she became queen. It was a great year. The other great thing about 1952 was I was born, but also more importantly, Mike Hughes was born. But even more important than that, it's the year Francis Chadwick came to prominence. Now, Frances Chadwick was one of these amazing ladies that just pushed the boundaries of what women were allowed to do and expected to do. And uh, she tried in 1952 to swim the 26 miles from Catalina Island to the coast of the USA, or to California. And um, it could take anything from 12 hours to about 30 hours, depending on currents. You've got the Pacific currents, but you've also got the Arctic currents coming down and it causes fog and all sorts of things. But anyway, she set off and she was doing very, very well. But then after about 15 hours, the fog set in. And um, after an hour through the fog, she just gave up. She gave up, she got in the boat. She's very disappointed, obviously. And uh, then sitting in the boat, she, uh, she discovered the fog cleared and she just wept. She wept and she wept and she wept. She'd only had a mile to go and she'd given up. Why? Because in, in the fog, she'd lost faith. And you know, we can lose our faith as well. We all have periods of fog. Often it coincides with having a bad time. You might have a bad week. You might have a bad month. You might actually have a bad season or even a year 2020 was a, a rough year for people. Remember the Queen spoke a few years ago about her annus horribilis, a horrible year some years ago. For us as Christians, you can just have a period when prayers are not answered, when God seems silent, when, when the heavens seem brass, when God's distant, when, when prayer is so hard. And that's just like being in the fog. But I want to say today that God's always at work. We may not sense it, we may not feel it, we may not see it, but you know what? Our God is faithful. And today I want to look at a year in the life of Abraham and Sarah. And if you get time later on, just have a read through chapters 18 to 21 of Genesis. Four chapters, but it's a great story and it's a good read. Now, a few months ago, I spoke about Abraham and, and Sarah, and I mentioned how she was a gorgeous woman, even in old age, and we stopped at Genesis 18. It's an amazing chapter for them, uh, and they actually had three visitors, one of whom turned out to be the Lord. So I'm, I'm going to read that now, Genesis 18 and the first 15 verses. So the Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. And he looked up and saw three men standing nearby. And when he saw them, he hurried from the entrance to his tent to meet them. He bowed low to the ground. That, that was a normal greeting in those days. And he said, if I found favour in your eyes, 
Sir, don't pass your servant by, let a little water be brought, and then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree, and let me get you something to eat, so you can be refreshed and then go on your way, now that you've come to your servant. And they answered, very well, do as you say. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and got things moving. And while they were eating, he stood near them under a tree. And they asked him, they said, where's your wife Sarah? Now at that point they should have known, he should have known this was something special because they knew who Sarah was. Anyway, he said, there she is, she's in the tent. And then the Lord said, the Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was um, listening at the entrance to the tent and Abraham and Sarah were already old and well advanced in years and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself, herself as she thought, after I'm worn out and my husband's old, will I now have this pleasure? And then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, will I really have a child now that I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year and Sarah will have a son. And Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I didn't laugh. But the Lord said, yeah, you did laugh. That's a great story. There's a good, good example there of the blessings of hospitality. And there's tons of scriptures telling us to, to practice hospitality, i.e. have people to your house and give them something to eat. And that's a study for another time. Today I want to talk about how Abraham and Sarah were. They'd been promised a child for years and years and years and years, but they were clearly in a fog. And the thing is, when you're in the fog, you can't see properly. Florence Chadwick could not see her destination. She lost sight of her dream. And sometimes we lose sight of where we're headed, who we are, whose we are, the promises we've got, and the faithfulness of our God. And when we're in that fog, we make poor decisions. In this reading, I see three things. I hope you do too. I see a promise. He says, you'll have a child about this time next year. Well, you'd think that would build faith, but not if you're in the fog. I see there's a laugh. Sarah thought it was ridiculous. She was old and verse 12 tells us she laughed. And that just shows us how you can lose faith in the fog. You even laugh at God. And then thirdly, I see a confrontation because God says, why did Sarah laugh? No, we make such daft decisions in the fog. Florence gave up. Sarah lied to God and said she didn't laugh, but God knew that she did. Now, I'd have been very cross with her. But you know what? God's got amazing, amazing grace. He didn't just ignore the blatant doubt, the blatant unbelief. He didn't just ignore Sarah laughing at him, laughing at his word. What the Lord did was he blessed her and he reiterated the promise. Anyway, it's not hard to see that this year for Abram and Sarah started very unsteadily. If you like, they're in the fog, they're in the uncertainty and we see their faith being challenged maybe you're like that praise the lord though they kept going even though in the fog they showed their unbelief they were confronted by god and all that and it wasn't the best start to their year but they kept 
going, and that's key for us. So that's chapter 18, but the year goes on, and if we go right into chapter 19, I've got in my notes, um, rescue and tragedy. That's my, my own personal heading. Because chapter 19 deals with the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, and you know the story. God responds to an outcry against these cities and against their peoples, and Abraham got God in his grace to agree to spare them. He said, Lord, would you spare the, spare the city, spare the people, if we can find even a hundred or fifty righteous people, or forty, or thirty, or twenty? And Abraham pushed it, said, ten, Lord? And he said, okay, if we can find ten, we'll spare them. But there weren't. There weren't ten righteous people. And just as a wee aside here, it's interesting to see that God's on a righteousness hunt. He's not on a sin hunt. He knows where the sin is. He knows where your sin is and my sin. He's on a righteousness hunt in this situation. But anyway, Sodom and Gomorrah get destroyed. But through hospitality again, if you read the story, you'll see the two angels rescue Lot and his two daughters. Lot is Abraham's son, son-in-law or nephew that uh, he's very, very concerned about. So they, they, they get rescued by the angels, and, and that's just amazing if you read the story, but there's tragedy as well, because Lot's sons-in-law won't come. They don't believe it's going to happen. They don't believe the angels, and they perish. And of course, you all know about Lot's wife. She does what she was told specifically not to do, and she dies as well. So there's the tragedy. So you've got the, the rescue and the tragedy. And while this is all going on, Abraham is in one of the worst fogs. He's in the fog of not knowing. He doesn't know if Lot gets out or not. Verse 28 tells us he, he just sees the smoke of the burning cities from a distance. And if you were to read chapter 19, we won't do it today, but the, the situation gets worse. A few months later in the mountains, Lot's daughters get him drunk and they sleep with him. So Moab and Ammon are born. And the Moabites, that's the descendants, and the Ammonites ended up being a pest to Israel for all their days. So this is not a great year so far. After the mixed blessing of chapter 18, we've now got more mixed blessing here in chapter 19. We've got rescue, but we've also got tragedy. So the fog's getting thicker. But of course the year goes on and now we move into chapter 20. Now... If you can remember, back in chapter 12, Abraham was afraid when they went to Egypt because Sarah was so good looking. And he, he, his reasoning was that if Pharaoh thinks that uh, Sarah is my wife, he'll kill me so he can have her. So I'll just pretend that she and I are brother and sister. And, and he persuaded Sarah to pretend that she was his sister. Anyway, it was a disaster, but God rescued them that time. But unbelievably, now in chapter 20, we read that Abraham now plays the same trick again, this time with King Abimelech. As I said earlier, we make such daft decisions in the fog, don't we? So Abraham forgets the promises of God. His, his faith fails. He, he gives in to fear. And in this fog, he repeats the sin. And Abimelech takes Sarah into his harem. And imagine how she felt again. Again, this has happened before. Imagine the hurt and pain again. What's happening? Not again, Abraham. Why? Where's God in all this? She's in uncertainty in the fog. So here's the third thing that happens this year. 
This time in the fog, it's doubt and it's unbelief. They did not believe the promise of God. They did not trust the Lord. But again, grace prevails. God protects Sarah. He redeems the situation, gets her out of there. I want to say thank, thank the Lord. He's still the Redeemer. He's the Redeemer for you and the Redeemer for me. His hand is on you and his hand's on me, even when we're in the fog. And so the year goes on. <clears throat> that was chapter 20. We're now into chapter 21. And it starts off like this. Verse 1. The Lord was gracious to Sarah as he had said, and he did what he promised. The Lord was gracious to Sarah as he'd said, and he did what he's promised. What was that? By this time next year you'll have a son. And so Isaac was born when Abraham was a hundred years old. And you can imagine there was just much joy and laughter. In fact, Isaac actually means he laughs. He laughs. So in this situation, this is the, this is the good bit. They actually saw God at work. They weren't in the fog. There was just sheer joy. And it's important for us to take this, that God keeps his word. So friends, let me, let me just see how we can apply this. Let's try and draw this in a bit. <clears throat> how, all, this is all to do with keeping faith when you're in the fog. So how can we apply these four chapters, 18 to 21? How do they help us see what to do in the fog? Well, I, I see four things right away. Number one, remember God's amazing grace. You know, even when they showed unbelief, even when they laughed at God's word, even when, when they were just in complete unbelief, God was gracious. And he's gracious with me too. He's gracious with you. He always honours his word, his promises. And he can redeem your situation too, even if you brought it on yourself. So number one, remember his amazing grace. Number two, remember God was looking for righteousness. And if we apply that to ourselves, God, God's not sitting there waiting to bash us if he finds fault. He's not sitting in judgment over us all the time. My sins were judged on the cross of Calvary. And remember, God tried to spare Sodom and Gomorrah, not destroy them. I just want to thank God for his grace. Thank you that he's on a righteousness hunt and he's already made us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's an encouragement to keep faith in the fog as well. And thirdly, I would say keep going. Keep going. Abraham and Sarah had waited what seemed a lifetime for the promise, over 20 years. And they got the promise confirmed. They had God's word for them. And that was enough to keep them going, to show faith in the fog. Yes, they made lots of mistakes. Yes, they faltered. Yes, they got it wrong. They vacillated between faith and doubt. But they kept going on through a tricky year. And then everything changed. Their child was born. 25 years of waiting. But it happened. God keeps his word. So the message there is to keep going. Whatever fog you're in, life circumstances, finances, relationships, prayer not being answered, a promise not being fulfilled, or just that God seems distant, he just, he just doesn't seem to be there. Know this, the fog, the haze, this not knowing eventually gives way to clarity and faith and seeing God at work. It did for Abraham and Sarah, and it will for us too. Just got to keep faith in the fog. 
And fourthly, don't stop now. Like Florence, you might just be a mile from your destination. You might be almost there. So don't stop now. Keep your faith, even when you're in the fog. I've been reading recently a lot about the people are, are, are more and more into the Psalms of Lament. This is not a worship thing. This is, this, this is more for intercession. And it's really people are using them as intercessors cry out to God on the issues of our time. It's not to wallow in our problems, but it's like a model because these Psalms are great. If you take Psalm 13, for example, how long, O Lord? Where are you, Lord? But at the end, they always come back to God's faithfulness and God's love and God's grace. And so to that extent, they're very useful. But one thing you see when you look at all the Psalms of Lament is it's not that the, the people that wrote the Psalms doubted God's ability or doubted God's desire or willingness to love them and help them. They had faith in God. They definitely had faith in God. But what it was was they were in a fog of not knowing. They were in the time of uncertainty. They just didn't know. And do you know what? That, that can happen to you and me. It, it can easily happen to you and me. The reality is that engaging with God is not always as easy as some people would make out, is it? I, I sometimes meet with God and I get a word and I, I know exactly what I'm doing. But the next day I'm saying, did that really happen? Was that it? Or there might be nothing for a, a period, a week or two. And he's like, where is he, where is he gone? And he says, okay, I'm here. So don't, don't, please don't ever condemn yourself. Don't get into condemnation over this. And let me give you two points to close. You can take away, make this positive. One is this, you will have times of fog. Fog always comes. And it comes when hot, the hot currents meet the cold. We want the hot to come. But keep going, because you know, as the song says, God is always at work, even when we don't see it. And I want to say today, he's always at work, even in the fog, or maybe especially in the fog. And secondly, let's get back to Florence Chadwick. If you do falter in the fog, please just resolve, just don't beat yourself up, just resolve to do it better next time. Florence Chadwick tried again two months later to swim from Catalina Island to the coast of California. And you know what? Once again, a thick fog set in, but she'd learned about faith in the fog. She'd learned not to give up and she did it. The first woman to do so. And she did it, she overcame her fear, she overcame the uncertainty, she overcame the fog. And she's a great model for us. And by the way, Frances Chadwick then went on to become the first woman to swim the English Channel both ways. Not just one way, both ways. And she did it in a record time. Let's learn from Florence today. Keep believing, keep faith, even in the fog.